Hey there, friends, and welcome to the New Testament in a Year. I'm Sean Bailey, and we're going to continue our journey through the New Testament as we explore the ministry, the mission, ultimately the heart of Jesus, and how the church evolved into what it is ultimately today. We're in Acts chapter 15 today. Acts chapter 15. We're on day number 31 of our journey. I'm excited you're joining me, joining me today and uh, praying God's blessings all over what we read and hear today. So if you would, grab your Bible, if you can, and listen closely, if you will, as we go into Acts chapter 15. So let's uh, preview what happened or review what happened in the previous chapter in Acts chapter 14 we saw Paul and Barnabas preaching the gospel in many cities they faced both acceptance and persecution they performed these amazing miracles through Jesus and despite the opposition they faced many believed and they faced some pretty intense persecution as Paul was left for dead okay now we're rolling in to Acts chapter 15 we're going to see a significant moment in the early church's history that a lot of people call the Jerusalem Council. The Jerusalem Council. And uh, some things to look for as we read Acts chapter 15. There's a big debate going on. And the debate is centered around circumcision. We're getting back to that. And so circumcision is ultimately one of the Jewish customs and traditions that determined if you were a believer. It's your obedience to be circumcised. Well, the traditions are now gone, according to Peter, because Peter's vision clarifies that, that the inclusion of Gentiles in the Christian community. So um, notice that debate, how Peter's message really pushes God's acceptance of Gentile believers and the decision that will be made. Uh, to the Old Testament prophets. So it was a decision not to put the expectation on the Gentiles with unnecessary requirements. Ultimately, it's the theme of what we're going to read is to appreciate the importance of grace and faith over legalistic expectations. That's what our, our focus is. So check this out as we read Acts chapter 15 together. Notice all those things we're about to read. And then we'll reflect on that and find some application in our, our lives too. So Acts chapter 15. In Acts chapter 15, there are 41 verses. We're going to read all 41 together starting in verse 1. Verse 1. Some men came down from Judea and began to teach the brothers. Unless you are circumcised, according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. After Paul and Barnabas had engaged them in serious argument and debate, Paul and Barnabas and some others were appointed to go up to the apostles and elders in Jerusalem about this issue. When they had been sent on their way by the church, they passed through both Phoenicia and Samaria, describing in detail the conversion of the Gentiles, and they brought great joy to all the brothers and sisters. We'll stop right there. Ultimately, is we what, what we just read, 
unless you are circumcised according to the custom prescribed by Moses, you cannot be saved. There were some some men, random men, they're not named, that came down and tried to teach that. And there was an argument with Paul and Barnabas that that is not accurate. So they needed help in defining the correct answer to this. They went to Jerusalem and approached the council to have them answer the question. So here we go, verse 4. When they arrived at Jerusalem, they were welcomed by the church, the apostles, and the elders, and they reported all that God had done with them. But some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees stood up and said, It is necessary to circumcise them and to command them to keep the law of Moses. Well, the apostles and the elders gathered to consider the matter, and there had been much debate. Peter stood up and said to them, Brothers, you are aware that in the early days God made a choice among you, that by my mouth the Gentiles would hear the gospel message and believe. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness to them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he also did to us. He made no distinction between us and them, cleansing their hearts by faith. Now then, why are you testing God by putting a yoke on the disciples' necks that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way they are. Verse 12, the whole assembly became silent and listen to Barnabas and Paul describe all the signs and wonders that God had done through them among the Gentiles. After they stopped speaking, James responded, Brothers, listen to me. Simeon has reported how God first intervened to take the Gentiles, a people, for his name. And the words of the prophets agree with this, as it is written. And then he references Old Testament scripture. He says, after these things, I will return and build David's fallen tent. I will rebuild its ruins and set it up again so that the rest of humanity may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, declares the Lord, who makes these things known from long ago. That's from Isaiah 45, 21. And then he goes on. He says, therefore, in my judgment, We should not cause difficulties for those among the Gentiles who turn to God, but instead we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from eating anything that has been strangled, and from blood. For since ancient times, Moses has had those who proclaim him in every city, and every Sabbath day he is read aloud in the synagogues. Then the elders and the apostles with the whole church decided to select men who were among them and sent them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. Judas called Barsabbas and Silas, Silas, both leading men among the brothers. They wrote, and this is the letter they wrote, from the apostles and the elders, your brothers, to the brothers and sisters among the Gentiles in Antioch, Syria, and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some, without our authorization, went out from us and troubled you with their words and unsettled your hearts, we have unanimously decided to select men and send them to you along with our dearly loved Barnabas and Paul, 
who have risked their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, we have sent Judas and Silas, who will personally report the same things by word of mouth. Mouth, For it was the Holy Spirit's decision, and ours, not to place further burdens on you beyond these requirements, that you abstain from food offered to idols, from blood, from eating anything that has been strangled, and from sexual immorality. You will do well if you keep yourselves from these things. Farewell. That's the end of the letter. Now verse 30. So, they were sent off and went down to Antioch. And after gathering in the assembly, they delivered the letter. When they read it, they rejoiced because of its encouragement. Both Judas and Silas, who were also prophets themselves, encouraged the brothers and sisters and strengthened them with a long message. After spending some time there, they were sent back in peace by the brothers and sisters to those who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas, along with many others, remained in Antioch, teaching and proclaiming the word of the Lord. Verse 36. After some time had passed, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the brothers and sisters in every town where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they're doing. Well, Barnabas wanted to take along John, who was called Mark. But Paul insisted that they should not take along this man who had deserted them in Pamphylia and and who had not gone on with them to the work. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company, and Barnabas took Mark with him and sailed off to Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and departed after being commended by the brothers and sisters to the grace of the Lord. He traveled through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. That was Acts chapter 15. A lot there in that that council in Jerusalem, and a big decision was made. Let's take a moment to reflect and unpack what we just read together. So in Acts chapter 15, we just saw the disagreement about circumcision in Antioch. There were some men that came to the church and started teaching that everybody had to be circumcised, whether Jew or Gentile. There's a sharp disagreement with Paul and Barnabas with those men. They couldn't come to a decision. They took it to the Jerusalem council. The council ultimately decided that we're not going to put extra things on them, only that they need, the Gentiles need to avoid Things polluted by idols, sexual immorality, things that are strangled, and and anything from blood. So they didn't have to keep the rules and regulations um, that aren't along with a new covenant in Jesus. And so there's there's a lot of things to consider here. With this debate that went on, we know and we see that Jesus is always triumphant. Their decision of the Jewish council was all centered around grace in the Christian faith. As believers, think about this, we're reminded that our salvation is not earned through the way we follow the rules or follow the rituals of traditions. Our salvation is a gift of God's grace. It is salvation that is received through faith in Christ and Christ alone. Nothing we do can earn that. 
And so for us trying to follow the rules, something we, uh, we know we shouldn't strive for, but us being obedient to God's commands is a result of our faith. Our faith is not a result of works, but our works are a result of our faith. Grace always triumph over, triumphs over the law. And another thing that we can really pull from this, and I loved hearing, was Peter's amazing testimony. It's a powerful reminder of how God transforms our lives and his work in our lives is continuous. And we're, just like Peter, should be encouraged to share God's grace, God's faithfulness, knowing that our testimonies, our experiences have the potential to impact, to inspire, to ultimately lead others to the cross of Jesus Christ. Sharing your testimony. What is your story? Just as Peter shared his, what's your story and how can you share it to those around you and be bold about it? And finally, I love how the Jerusalem Council, their decision was guided by prayer, by scripture, and ultimately by the discernment of the Holy Spirit. They sought God's wisdom before they made a decision. As believers, we're called to seek God's wisdom in all matters. And we're, see, we're called to trust in his guidance. And ultimately, we might not have a Jerusalem council at our, at, at our availability immediately, but we will have the council of fellow believers, our friends, our believers that we trust. Approach them, seek God's wisdom through them, pray about it, study through it, and seek the Spirit's guidance through them. And that was uh, Acts chapter 15, the Jerusalem council. And the decision that was made with great prayer, great leaning on the scripture, and ultimately guidance from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have an amazing day. And look forward to Acts chapter 16 as we join again in the next episode. So uh, I hope that you are very blessed. I hope that your family is very blessed. And as a result, may you be, be a blessing to all those around you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the New Testament in a Year podcast, where we simply read the Word of God and we try to unpack it so we can find application in our lives, knowing that there is nothing more powerful than God's Word. You see, Scripture is the only source that teaches us who God is and what God wants of us. My encouragement is that the Word of God will bless you and ultimately bless your friends and family. I'll encourage you to share this podcast with your friends, share it on your social media or by word of mouth. Join in. Let's read the word of God together. And through this, may God be glorified through our reading, listening, application, and understanding of his word together.